children of all ages welcome to circle brothers podcast with rj and with eric what's up everybody happy new year i hope everybody is happy and joyful and safe and had a very very pleasant 2019 because now it's 2020 uh let's see outside of that i mean there's been a number of different things going on in the land of media but before we actually get into it, we will actually mention something else, too. We are actually still in development of a Circle Brothers podcast website. I am still actually working on that, getting that piece together. So be on the lookout for that to come out probably in the next few months. Uh, once we actually get that together, it'll be your one-stop shop to get everything. Circle Brothers, if you want something from me, if you want something from Eric, if you want something from both of us, it's probably going to be on the website first. So you'll want to be sure to keep an eye out on that. We'll actually let you know when that happens. But outside of that, uh, Eric, how you been, man? Good. Good, good, good. Yes, it's been 2020 has been good to me so far. Yes, all of about four <laughs> days. So, <laughs> which... God, is that long? Yeah, it's only been four days. Yeah, it feels... <laughs> no, it's... You know, yeah. it, you know, so, like, when you have to, like, mm. go to, like, uh, sign stuff or, like, date anything... Yeah. How, like, the first, like, two or three months you have to think, like, crap, what year is it? You get to remind yourself mm-hmm. it's like whatever year it is. And now like it's 2020 and it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It, it takes a while to get used to. Um, I had to kind of hit the ground running because I work in insurance. And of course, when people call in about insurance stuff, I have to be very aware about dates. So, of course, and yeah. uh, I'm not even going to get into that because there's folks that's calling about insurance stuff from like 2017 and 2018. And it's oh, like, got claims. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I got a summons for it. I was like, you know what, dude, just bye (laughs) so we're going to leave that as is because it's time to talk about the important stuff important stuff when it comes to circle (laughs) brothers had a brain fart there but i'm getting through it all right so outside of that um a couple other things we want to mention too uh let's see um the latest movie that actually came out was uh, of course there's been other movies come out but the one that's kind of important to us is Star Wars. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yes. And uh, what was the name of his Star Wars? The uh, the Rise of Skywalker, right? Yes. Okay. Now, if you don't know, uh, our brother Eric has actually put out a very detailed description and review of this particular movie. I hated it. Long story short. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see the details of why he hated it if you actually go to our Facebook page. That's Circle Bros 614. Oh, dude. I plan to. Like, if yeah. we can take some time today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about it. But yeah. <laughs> if you want to actually read the read our stuff, go ahead and search Circle Bros on uh, Facebook. Our logo will pop up. Click on it. Join us in the conversation there. You'll be able to go ahead and see that very, very detailed description 
of the movie. And, and I'm saying that nicely. So <laughs> <laughs> outside of that, though, but it, now, now Eric reviewed it. I have not because I have not seen it. Uh, the only reason why I have not seen it is because I'm very good at predictive modeling when it comes to movies. And I kind of called some of the stuff <laughs> before it actually happened. Mm. Whenever that happens with me, I kind of lose interest in it. Like at least like about 50% of it. So I'm still going to see it because it, it's Circle Brothers this is what we do. We're going to see it anyway. It's just going to take me longer to go see it. <laughs> so I'm going to wait for the crowds to die down some more and then I'll go ahead and go see it and rant and rave like an old man afterwards. So, yeah. So, I'll tell you what. Before we go into anything else, because we, we actually have a few other things to, to yeah. talk about first, but we'll, we'll, come, we'll circle back around and come talk, talk about that. Uh, speaking of movies, though, we actually wanted to talk about, uh, for this particular podcast, the movies that we've actually enjoyed over the past 10 years. Um, let's see. And I'll actually let Eric start with his first one. We'll just bounce back and forth as, as far as like our top five that, between the two. So five for the Eric, last five 10 years? Me. Yeah, for last, or I will say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do it for the decade. Yeah, for the decade, last 10 years um, seems appropriate. That's a good question. Like, I, I've been sitting there thinking about mm. all these movies mm. um, and – this is not in any order. These are just of course. these are just five, uh, five movies. Right. Um, we do stuff in random order anyway. I, I'd have to say Endgame is definitely one of them, mm-hmm. and and not only because it was ten years worth of movies, right, and everything, but that showed vision. That showed mm-hmm. um, aside from all some of the little plot holes and all of that stuff, right. It took elements from ten years worth of movies, and made it into a cohesive piece right that can be watched over and over and over which i think i've watched like five or six <laughs> times now but i i think that movie was was a culmination point for for uh the the 2010s for you know the 2010s mm. i guess isn't it yeah or whatever you want to call that decade right um but it it it, it was one of those movies that um you can even if you've never watched any of the other Marvel films, mm-hmm. you can still kind of get a feel for what was going on yeah. and, and watch it. And it, and it was completely watchable. Cool. Cool. So, so, and that was in game. Uh, so Marvel, so it was, uh, that was Avengers infinity war in game. Yeah. It was just Avengers right. in game. Avengers in game. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I actually agree with that too. It just showed a, a complete body of work, like you were saying before. So, it's kind of like looking at somebody's uh, resume as far mm-hmm. as the entire scope of their entire like work history with Marvel and how things are actually tying together, how, how the storyline actually works together. So, the, all those movies literally work together like a really huge comic book. Yes. Or a huge comic book arc. Yeah. And literally in movie form. So, that's one of the things that was actually really appealing to me about that. Um, my one of my movies that I actually liked right off the bat, <clears throat> uh, let's see, was Black Panther. Oh, now, yeah. now the reason why, now of course I will, I will say that by saying this is that I am biased when it comes to Black Panther. Yeah, me too. Of course, for obvious reasons. Um, but outside, <laughs> if you can't tell, well, look closer. So <laughs> wait, RJ, you're black. <gasps> <laughs> Well, according to Ancestry.com, I am 40% Nigerian. Oh. According to, well, that's what my wife says, but yeah. Uh, 
I don't believe her. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, when it comes to uh, Black Panther, the things that I actually liked about it was that um, I I liked the way that uh, Ryan Coogler Coogler was is, is the director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I liked the way he actually envisioned the actual film blending kind of like the uh, Afro futuristic type of aspect to it. Oh yeah, where which actually is a relation of the comic too because the comic actually depicts that very well and he actually translated that uh, with the the blending of the uh, uh, the uh, uh, the mixing of the tribes. Uh, we have various tribes and various uh, various uh, costume designers. FYI, the costume designer who actually did all the costumes in for uh, Black Panther, she's actually from Ohio. She's actually a graduate. Oh, wow. I think she's a graduate of Wright State, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but she's actually dope. So that's the reason why all the outfits and stuff was very colorful, very authentic to the African culture. But you still had your your spaceships and different things like that. They were actually using their advanced level of science, and of course vibranium yeah all those different aspects and of course with uh t'challa actually being the king and how he translates into that role uh all these different elements uh the heart-shaped herb and forrest whitaker actually getting his eyes straight to be able to perform the role um that's a side comment you'll catch that later (laughs) i think that was digital The Henry Cavill and the mustache. Just hold still, homie. Hold still. <laughs> oh gosh, that was an extra ten thousand dollars to hold that eye still. But hey, <laughs> oh that's too funny. But anyway, I, an I adrenaline I, shot. He's, <laughs> oh god, that's terrible. <laughs> but anyway, um. Uh, yeah, I actually like the movie all together. The storylines, uh, even uh, it was it was uh, cl- uh, Andy Andy Circus, uh, the one that played uh, the Claw. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he actually did good too. I was hoping that he would actually come back, but I don't know if, if because of the way he actually got shot and killed, I don't. I think he's actually dead. Dead. I think he's dead. Okay, which is which is fine, but still, I would like to have him continue on in there. But that's just me. But outside of that, I mean, with all those different visual elements and the storytelling and how it actually ties into the United States, that actually brought another layer into it too, which it, I like. It did, and I I think what they did with that movie um, that set it apart from other comic book films is their central villain mm-hmm. was not set up like other villains are true and it changed the way marvel wanted to do their the way they wanted to approach doing uh thanos Mm -hmm. and other villains going forward right as they're not straight up you know i'm gonna tie you to train tracks type of villain (laughs) it's more like it's more like a, a uh a sympathetic villain right uh and in some cases because Gray area um, villains. What uh, of what they of what he went through as mm. a character in his whole character arc, right? And so um, there were some elements to his character I thought could have been better, but obviously that's just me nitpicking, right? right. But I, I there I don't think they could have found a better person to be Killmonger. I don't think yeah, I don't that was think, awesome. I don't think anyone else would have done a better job. Michael than, B. Jordan's than awesome. What he did yeah. for for Killmonger and the fact that um, they are going to have him come back and be on they the are? ancestral plane. He's going because he he's a king, so he uh, goes to the ancestral plane. 
Okay. So um, he's supposed to be back for Black Panther 2. Hmm. Not sure in what capacity, how long he says things or what happens. Right. But um, I, I, I do think that having him there um, would be good. I think that it continues that storyline because mm. he, he was a king. Hmm. So he, he belongs in that royal family. That's true. Uh, nobody really thinks about that unless you start doing some deep dive digging. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but the Black Panther was mine, though. So we have uh, Endgame. We have Black Panther. What you have on your ends for yours? 12 Years a Slave. Hmm. Okay. Not a comic book movie. Right. But still, but still, still a movie. Right. And um, the reason why I thought this was a great film um, is that it it brought to light things that we don't normally talk about. Right. Um, there are some scenes that happened where it, it just it brought to light how people were being treated. Right. And how someone who wasn't a slave gets kidnapped. Right. Taken down south. Right. And made a slave. Right. And, and he, he was a free man. So I, I think that is something that um, people need to watch. It's hmm. uh, it's 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 a great film and it deserved the praise that it got. I mean, the set pieces, mm. the storytelling, the pacing. Mm. Um, I didn't find any qualms with it. Hmm. Um, and, you know, the one scene I'm talking about was with Lupita Nyong'o. Um, not going to get into that scene because mm. uh, it's, 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 it's a very hard scene to watch. Right. Um, in, any, in any scene like that. But still, nonetheless, a really great film. And Steve McQueen is a great director. I thought, they, I thought he did a great job. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So outside of that, the other one that I had, uh, let's see, because there's a there's a few of them because I saw movies, but there's a few of them that I saw that I wasn't really impressed with. So I'm not even going to actually mention those. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other one that I actually liked was um, let's see. Oddly enough, it was Aquaman. Now, but here's why, though. one, I never thought Aquaman would actually be on the movie screen. So that that's just one. I was like, I give you kudos for stretching that far <laughs> <laughs> and actually going through with it. Um, two, the thing that I liked about it the most was two elements. One, I'm a big sucker for uh, well, I do like story and they. It, the story was kind of loose on it on its yeah. end. So yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's an origin story, so. It, that part actually gave it some grace because you're, you're taking a little bit of liberties with the origin story. Understandable. The two things that I was more concerned about, they actually pulled off really, gu- really Jason well. Jason Momoa having speaking lines? <laughs> Dude, come on now. Come uh, on. Come on. Come on. I, yeah. and, 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 and I hate to take away what you're saying, but he, he was able to be funny Right and give lines, and I didn't think he was wooden at all. Yeah, that was that was actually surprisingly good. So I will give him key key, key points for that because that that was actually good. Because anybody else, because I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, could they have gotten anybody else to really fulfill that role? And I, I have a hard time really pegging anyone to be able to do it outside of Keanu Reeves. But even Keanu Reeves would not fit well in that. But I think the reason why Jason Momoa. With what Justin Lind, it was Justin Lind that directed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he, I think, what he found was he grabbed Jason Momoa and put him in an element of what he was used to. I mean, he was, yeah. he was, he was a pro surfer, right? And so he was like, "Be yourself," right? And I think 
that's what made Aquaman so unique. It's mm. because I think what you watched right. wasn't really Jason Momoa acting mm -hmm. as Aqu wasn't Jason Momoa playing Aquaman, mm -hmm. but rather Jason Momoa playing Jason Momoa playing Aquaman. <laughs> I can see that. No, no, no. I can see that because this is one of those acting things where the director literally has to give you some guidance as far as how to be able to bring out the role. Right. So they'll tell you whatever it is that you need to actually hear right. to be able to portray the role right. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that was actually good. I, yeah. I think they actually did that very well. So it's like, you know what, be yourself and we'll literally model the movie around you because we know that you can do this um, in spite of what you think of yourself. We know that you can do this. So we'll be yourself. We'll model everything else around you. That was awesome. The other, the other two key elements that were really appealing was the visuals. The visuals oh, were amazing because yes. yes. it's almost like I'll put like this. It's with me when I was sitting there watching it. It was almost like watching Avatar, Avatar for the first time. Yeah. Like like the the blue people, all the other stuff, the tails and all the weird dragons. Of, yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, it, yeah. So basically, all the visuals and story, visual elements for the story, because the visuals tell the story too. Yes. All the colors, uh, the the field the view for the for the video and all the other stuff or that just even saying. underwater getting hair to move to, right yes yes and this, to get everything to feel like you're underwater and right. it's not and you're, you're not just like woo, 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 right but you're like everything moved with with this feeling of being underwater right and it and it and he pulled it off perfectly yeah it that's that's one of the aspects of it too Ooh, especially went to the trench yes that was awesome. Yes. The way that they actually did all that. Oh my gosh. That was yeah, so I, amazing. I really enjoyed Aquaman. I thought right. I didn't I didn't know if I was gonna like it and I waited mm -hmm. until the home release to watch it. Mm -hmm. That was one of the few movies where I was like, mm, I'm gonna wait. Right. And um and I'm kinda glad that I did because in the theater I thought I probably would have enjoyed it, mm -hmm. but not as, as not as much as sitting at home and being able to like Mm. take it in and if there was something i liked oh let me rewind that mm. so uh, anymore going to the movies is is like i like going to the movies mm. but i really enjoy watching movies at home right me too and that's another reason why i was like you you really got to pull on me to be able to get me out out the house to go to movies it's, it's the introvert in me i'm sorry so <laughs> but i mean if it's really interesting i will actually get up and go so uh that being said the one that actually uh, as far as the other element that I meant to get to for uh, Aquaman is how they did Black Manta. Oh, I was so scared that oh they were going to screw that up. That but oh, so man, well. they did that good. Oh, yes. Him yes. and his dad. Yes. Oh, it was good. The it whole pirates. Good. and the Yes, oh. yes, yes. Yes, because like, when, like, when they came out, I was like, are they going to do this? Right. They going to do my boy right? They going to do my boy right? nailed it. You nailed it. I was like, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Right, so, right. And then they were like, well, we don't know if we're going to do Aquaman 2. I was like, oh, my gosh, don't do this. Don't do this to me. You're going to do Aquaman 2. You made too much money not to do Aquaman. Yeah, so yeah, they did. Right, so. Especially for a DC movie. I hate to say it. Right, right. But, but yeah, so, but. The Aquaman movie, that's another one from mine that I actually did enjoy. Uh, what did you have on yours? Uh, so the uh, one of this movie uh, is from, uh, I think, 2015. Uh, yep, 2015. It was uh, Fast and Furious 7. And this really? movie, yes. And okay. mind you, Fast and Furious movies aren't, aren't the best movies. But this one struck a chord with me. 
um, mostly because of everything surrounding the movie okay. and what happened with Paul Walker. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that when he died and how it hurt everyone that was, uh, mm. that you know, his castmates. Mm. But those castmates were, they were all friends. Right. And so, um, especially that, that, that hurt Tyrese a lot. Um, and uh, Vin Diesel. And um, and I just remember because Christy and I went to go see it, mm. and um, I remember I was like, I don't know if I can go see it. I don't know if I can go see it. Yeah. And she was like, Why? And I was like, It's gonna make me think of Damon. And I was like, mm. And she was like, Why? Damon wasn't in the Fast and Furious. I was like, well, Not really. But but it, it right. wasn't it wasn't that. It was the camaraderie. It right. was the, it was that. And like and when he when he drove off, and I, I just the tears just start coming down. And it was an emotional thing, right, right? And and Christy was crying because she was thinking about you know um, people she knows, and and it just very rarely do movies tug on heartstrings, right? In the way that this movie did, and it wasn't a bad movie actually; mm. it was pretty good. So um, just from a, an emotional standpoint, it's one of those that's what that's why it stands out for me. Okay. I mean, it's a movie about cars and they steal stuff. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Well, I mean, so to think, I mean, and now they're working on nine. So right. to think that there's 10 movies in this franchise right. or going to be 10 movies is is insane because who would have thought they started with like the first Fast and Furious and I actually did go see that with Damon, mm -hmm. uh, me, Damon, Brandon. I can't remember who else went, went with us. But we went to go see that at AMC East. Okay. Um, no, not AMC. We went to go see it at Lennox because he had free tickets. I don't oh, okay. Know where he got free tickets from? Oh, he always gets for stuff. But it was a screening, so we got to see it before everyone else did. Oh. And I remember leaving that movie like, oh my gosh, I want to drive fast because I love cars, you know. Mm. I mean, and um, so it, it, that's it. That's why I really hit an emotional chord. But um, you know, uh, that that movie really did it for me. Right. Well, that's dope, man. Um, let's see, because I was nervous about the Fast and Furious ones too, especially being that so many. And usually, the the, the law of dif diminishing numbers when you start putting out more m more movies, the lower the numbers start to get yeah. as far as the view the interest from the viewers. But right. Fast and Furious seems to defy that. So yeah, they do because <laughs> I think because they change things up. I mean, they went from you know teenagers riding in cars yeah, racing cuz they cuz then, then to like teenagers. yeah wow. and then and then the more dangerous <laughs> and then in the in the in the second one too fast too fierce which dude there's that scene with him and Tyrese and like yeah. he's like nah cuz <laughs> like this is made me love Paul Walker because he did that. Like, <laughs> like that was him trying to be a thug, and it was like, was, I loved it. I loved it. Other people hated Fast and Furious, but like, I loved it. I loved and, it. Um, I thought it was dope. And so, uh, and then the, the third one, which was Tokyo Drift, which ugh, wow, a bow wow in the movie. Um, but on a side note, um, was it Brain? Not Brain. Was it Brainwash or Pigeon John? There was someone that we know. Um, that that was on that soundtrack. I think really? it was I think it was Pigeon John, or Brainwash. I swear to you, I'll have to look it up. Oh, okay, I got. But it. but okay. one but some our L.A. Symphony, someone yeah. within that realm of, yeah. of people, yeah, like that we know yeah. was was on that soundtrack. Okay, I, we got to do some digging <laughs> afterwards because I, I don't remember that one. Oh wow, but that's dope though. But then and then they went to the one where like when Letty died, and then like, yeah. I think that was Fast and Furious. And then, like, that was an interesting movie. Then right. they went to the sixth one. 
Then you can find out she's still alive. Right. I mean, so it was like, right. okay, now I want to see what happens. So it's yeah. more it's more of a curiosity. Yeah. Like, you want to see if it falters. Right. But then... It, it you, turns out being a good storyline. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I know we talked about Hobbs and Shaw. And mm. I... I had no expectations for that movie. Right. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a what, good movie. Yeah. It, that's what it was. Right. It's not like something I'm going to be like, I'm going to write home. Like, oh, dad, you could watch it. It was right. more like, okay, this was good. Right. It's good watching. Right, right. So that's, that's dope. Uh, what was the other one I had? The other one I had was, uh, that surprised me was Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh. Here's the reason why, though. Um, again, uh, well, I liked the things that I liked about it. Cause I didn't really have much of a complaints about it though. The things that I actually liked about it is that they did actually skip the, uh, the, the intro for not intro, but the, what's that word for it? The normal trope of the Spider-Man as far as his origins, as far as, uh, uncle Ben dying well, getting his powers, uncle Ben dying and all the other stuff. They actually skip a good, good, good majority of that part for homecoming. And actually start off with him actually being a teenager in high school, which, according to the comic books, depending on which version that you're reading, that's pretty much how it actually starts. Uh, I actually like that whole aspect of it, and I also like the fact that they pulled off Michael Keaton really well for the, the buzzard. They, they actually did that really well. And also the fact that they actually did tie it into uh, the events of, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Avengers? Civil War. So was it Civil War or Avengers? Because they were still in Shatari Tech still. That was because the the buzzer and his crew were still in Shatari Tech. Oh and yeah, they were so to it sell tied it. in the first. So Aven- it tied into the first, first Avengers, Avengers movie, movie yeah. and Civil War. Uh, because it was after it was after what happened in Civil War. Because remember he, they showed him with his camera when he oh yeah, yeah went okay, back yeah, and yeah, showed yeah, yeah. how he got how he got there yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, there was a lot of good tie-ins and that was actually a, one of the things i liked about it too because well one i didn't know they were actually gonna get it, so i'm actually surprised that they actually did get it and actually got it to go through of course we already know the story of the other parts where they fell out and then they kissed and made up and that was all for show of course it is it brings up drama they they they're movie mm-hmm. people they know how to bring drama and bring people into a crowd and make people express interest exactly if not they just cut their losses and keep their money. So, <laughs> <laughs> so outside of that, I mean, I, I was really pleased with it. Um, and the fact that they actually, uh, allowed him to have uh, the friendship with his, with the other friend, uh, I forgot Ned, Ned, which, um, Ned is actually very similar to the other friend that, um, Miles Morales had too. Yeah. So I I I was kind of curious of what what they were going with that, or if they just liked the character and wanted to actually have him Peter play a part with somebody. Because normally Peter's usually by himself outside of Mary Jane and uh, 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 Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Because they ha- you haven't introduced, which is the other part, you haven't introduced Harry Osborn or uh, uh, yeah yeah there's Harry been. or uh, um, Norman Osborn. Yeah. So and I'm and there's and I know that they're saving those parts for later. But again, uh, I believe according to which story you're looking at for Spider-Man, I believe uh, was it he, uh, Harry was actually one of Peter's friends. Right. And this is actually one of the st- one of the origin storylines. But they cut that part too, which uh, is an interesting dynamic that you cut that. But they actually had to film in with Ned. Um, and all the craziness that was going on with the with the fights in the school and whatnot. Yeah, or they could have it where, um, nor where Harry mm. uh, is someone he meets in college later. 
that would be awesome because he hasn't gotten to college yet. Or will he? Because the new one that's coming out is Spider-Man Homeless because J. Jonah Jameson already put him out. Is it homeless or far from? Oh, no, it would be homeless. Homeless because J. Jonah Jameson had put him out because of Mysterio. And this is actually from Spider-Man Far Far From from Home. Home. Right. So any of that spoiler. It's not really spoiler. You know this already. Right. You know what this is. If you haven't watched it. (laughs) You know what this is. It's Sucker Brothers Podcast. So anyway. (laughs) So uh, outside of that, yeah. So he's going to be on the run pretty much on the lamb. He's not going to be able to stay anywhere. He's definitely not going to be able to stay with uh, with um, Aunt May because that's going to cause a problem for her as far as safety, which is probably the reason why he's homeless. So anyway, outside of that, it, I like the way that they actually brought Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the Spider-Man uh, Homecoming was actually one of the ones that I really liked and enjoyed. All right, so my last movie. This is going to make Rebecca extremely happy it's winter soldier i'll tell you why <laughs> captain america winter soldier yeah. is one of the best marvel films because not only do you take the elements of like you you brought out the i wouldn't i hate to say darker mm. because captain america the, the reason why i couldn't stand captain america for so long and kind of got away from mm. him as a character is he was so goody goody American boy, that right. aspect, and right. and that's not Captain America, honestly. Well, the Captain America that depends on which version you're looking at. Well, so after the like after what happened in like the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. Captain America in the comics at least started to pull away from that image because he started to realize how the American how different gov- yeah the is. government was and how things were. So yeah. he kind of took a step aside from that. The image and and couldn't stand it himself, mm. and you see shades of that in this movie, and the there was all the conspiracy theory yeah. in it, you know, all the stuff with Nick Fury where um you know Fury dies, mm. and they did my favorite at the end of that movie when they went to his grave, and on Nick Fury's grave they mm. had Ezekiel twenty five seventeen on it, uh, <laughs> nailed it, loved it, loved it. I mean, and it just. It was it was all the emotional things that he had with Bucky, yeah, and every and it just was a very great. It was a very well put together movie, right? One of the best Captain America movies, and of course, is directed by the Russos. Right. So they just what they did with Captain America, and how they took Marvel movies and just went from like ugh, with Thor, like the old the other the two other Thor movies, mm-hmm. which I, I can't watch, mm-hmm. but um. They just they elevated it. Mm. They stepped the game up, mm. and I'm glad that uh, Taika Waititi took over because he was like, "Oh, I see what they did in the past. They sucked. All right, let's make it better." Right. And and the Russos did that. And this movie, I think, was the turning point for Marvel movies as a whole mm. because it, it it took them from um, the Iron Man twos mm. um, and Iron Man three that had cartoonish kind of villains, right? And and made and made the villains that much better, made the stories more personal. Right. And and I think that, and they weren't bad before, but I think they, they stepped up, the Russo stepped that game up. And this movie was that turning point that these aren't just movies that are childish. Mm-hmm. They're actually kind of dark. Right. Like dark tones, not DC dark. But <laughs> <laughs> DC I think of that Deadpool, Deadpool 2 is like, uh, from the DC universe. 
Oh, that's terrible. But yeah, so I, I that that movie was really good. Uh, let's see. On mine, uh, let's see. The last one I have on my end. Uh, let's see. Man, because there's a there's a few of them. There's just too many. Yeah, there's just too many of them. Uh, one that was actually surprisingly good. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, now, uh, again, the reason why I liked Wonder Woman was pretty much almost the same type of criteria that I actually liked for uh, for uh, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. They had awesome visuals that were going on. Uh, costumes were awesome. Uh, uh, Gal Gadot. The, yeah. Yeah. She actually did a really good job mm-hmm. as far as being able to portray Wonder Woman and different things like that. Uh, the villains that they had for it actually were surprising because it Super was. Aries. Yeah, well, Aries is Aries. We are already know what it is. So he I, basically, you see how quick I forgot about him that quick. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, outside of that, and I, was it a Steppenwolf that was in there? Yeah, Steppenwolf. I thought they did a good job. That's with. the part that I was like, okay, this is cool. I, I can rock with this. But it was, it was the battle with Aries had nothing to offer. Right. It made no difference. Right. Now, here's the part that's confusing. I'm, I'm making sure I'm not mixing my movies with uh, Justice League and uh, Wonder Woman. Or maybe it was like that, where she fought Ares in that one. She fought Ares in that one. It was Steppenwolf for uh, for uh, uh, um, Justice League. Okay, okay. Because they were having an issue. They were trying to find mother boxes and different things like that. You know, Of course, you know, Victor Stone, of course, Cyborg, all the other Justice. I still haven't actually fully watched Justice League. <laughs> do it at the comfort of your own home and take it with a grain of salt I'll just put it like that but outside of that like I said the, the villain of Steppenwolf was actually fine mm-hmm. all the interactions of the other characters were actually pretty good as far as Justice League because now Ben Affleck sucks right it's Batflick but yeah we, we already know he was in it and then he's out <laughs> which we all knew he was going to do anyway. Exactly. So outside of that like I said I'm like, I actually liked Wonder Woman just for like I said the visuals uh, the fight with, with uh, what was his name again? It, w- it was Ares. Was it Ares? Stepping Ste- or, jeez. Yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. It's not Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf's actually with uh, Justice League, but the the way that they actually portrayed Wonder Woman, even though it was is set in the past, I actually thought they actually did a good job with it because I think they actually did like the majority of the movie was from the past, and then they actually flipped over. I think over to present day because she was thinking of all that as actual memory, which is fine because she is so she's actually a demigod, so she holds surprisingly well, so she doesn't really age. Um, and I think they actually pulled that out very well too, which actually brings me to my next point. The thing that I'm excited for is the new Wonder Woman that's actually going to be coming up. Now, I'm curious how they're going to do that because Steve Trevor, the love interest, is actually already dead from the first Wonder Woman movie and all of a sudden he's showing up in this one. So I'm curious to see if that's actually really her, if that's really him Mm -hmm. interacting with her. Is that a memory that she's interacting with? Is it some type of like villain that's actually interacting with her that we don't know about as of yet? Or it could be a play from one of the supposed villains, which is Maxwell Lord. Uh, let's see. And Maxwell Lord is actually some type, some type of mind manipulation person. I, I'm not going to get too deep into it. So that way you can actually just watch the movie and enjoy it yourself. But Maxwell Lord is awesome in it. Now, here's the thing about that. If you're introducing Wonder Woman and you're introducing Maxwell Lord, uh, spoiler warning. 
this is just comic books. So if you're into comics, you already know this. If you introduce those two characters, there's a very high probability that Wonder Woman is going to snap that man's neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With that lasso of truth, the truth is you dead, sucker. So <laughs> snap. Now, there's a lot of story that actually went into that. So it, I think it's actually the same equivalent where uh, Superman ended up snapping and killing Joker. That was, of course, this is all comic book references. But I don't know if that's actually going to happen in any of this as far as uh, the Wonder Woman and Maxwell Lord. So I'm kind of curious to see if that actually does play out that way. Since it's a DC movie, uh, since I'm pretty sure it's going to be PG-13 and not rated R, uh, and there's a few other things too, because DC's trying to still go the family friendly route. But they had Superman break what's his name's neck. Yeah, and they had a whole bunch of backlash because of it. Well, so that's because been... Superman doesn't kill like that. Right, and they're going to look at Wonder Woman just like Superman. Oh yeah, so... she doesn't. She doesn't do that. Right, and that's why when we went to go see Superman, right. and I was like, "This is a great movie, except for that." Right. Because <laughs> I remember looking at you like, dude, did he just break his neck? That's not Superman. Yeah, Superman's he's not a, a thug. He's a choir boy. Just... Yeah, he, he does everything but kill. Same thing with Batman. It's like, he does everything but kill. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll he'll break your legs. He'll break your arms. You'll be laying there like, <laughs> crying, but you'll still be alive. Batman's a malignant narcissist, though. Yeah, well, we are. I mean, the man runs around like with a bat and a cape. <laughs> So your mom's name Martha too. <laughs> he doesn't have to clock into a job. He's got infinite <laughs> amounts of money. He's super smart. He's got all this time, so he knows all these martial arts moves. You ain't gonna learn martial arts and not break a few eggs and crack a few skulls. So I mean, a lot of these things are just going hand in hand. So <laughs> <laughs> outside of that, uh, let's see. So that that's actually our movies for that that we actually enjoyed. Of course, the list is a lot longer than that. But oh gosh, yeah. For sake of the podcast, we're going to try and keep things easy and peasy. Outside of that, what um, about some of the best games that you played? We can just name a couple off offhand. You don't like um, for the last for the last ten years. Uh, for the last ten years, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. There is Assassin's Creed in the Syndicate. I actually really enjoyed that one. Uh, one aspect is, of course, you can actually have your own gang. It's set in old England. Uh, you can ride around. I can wear a top hat, and I can wear have a cane, and I can beat people up with the cane. I can wear like a gauntlet mat, gauntlet, uh, gauntlets, to go ahead and beat people up with. You can recruit little kids. Yeah, I can recruit little kids that go and steal stuff, and they just come up to me. Message for you, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> this for you, sir. <laughs> Yeah, I loved Syn- so, Syndicate was fun. Yeah, Syn- Syndicate was fun for me. Uh, what was the other one that I actually liked? Oh, speaking of yeah. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. All right, so now mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. um, I have uh, three, mm-hmm. four, which is, uh, which is the one that was in um, London or in France. I forget which one. Oh, was. Uh, 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 crap. I forgot the name of that thing. But um, but I have that one. Okay, so we have the one that's say the one that's in France. Actually, hold on a second. Let me look this up real quick. What about all the games that I have currently? Right. So I have I have I have three for both PS4 and Switch. Unity. Uh, Unity. Assassin's Creed. Unity. So I have Unity on Xbox, mm-hmm. um, which was I, fun. Yeah. Well, and when it wasn't glitching. Oh well. Yeah. Um, in the tree. <laughs> someone's <laughs> face gone. It's just ah! floating eyeballs. Right. Um. 
just gliding down the street. <laughs> Horses running backwards. Oh gosh. <laughs> there was one time I was playing I was playing three on yeah. on, on PlayStation 4. Yeah. And um there was this horse cart and I swear I saved it. I have to show it to you. Like the cart is going backwards and all of a sudden it goes up on a building yeah. and then the cart goes like this and it's like, and it's going like this up and down and then all of a sudden like it goes flying and you don't see where it goes. Wow. Dude, I kid you not. It was a great glitch. <laughs> this is one of the greatest glitches I've ever seen in a game. Much like the WWE glitch. Oh, uh, the WWE glitches. So, um, oh, let's see. I have, um, oh, I went to, I was at GameStop. Yeah. Um, was it last Tuesday or when? I can't remember. Yeah. Might have been Monday. I, I don't know. But I was at GameStop and I was trying to get control on Xbox. Okay. It's kind of a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, And so when I, I called them, I was like, hey, do you guys have control? And they said, yeah, we have it new. Great. I was like, uh, I'm going a, I'm to, a, you know, I'm going to come get, get it. it. Yeah. And then so I get there. I said, you just have control. And I said, you're holding it for me. He's like, yep. He's like, let me get it out. Now, mind you, you know when GameStop, like, opens games yeah and they try to tell you well this is new i'm like dude that's not new you opened oh, you it. opened it that's not new he said well it's still considered new i said all right if i open the game and then try to return it and i said i never played it would you accept it no nah, i wouldn't so then why would you make me take a use you're giving me a used game he was like well it's not technically used whatever i don't want it now so i just picked up a new xbox controller and there was another guy who was trying to sell a game mm. and he happened to be selling the rubble pack for a Nintendo Switch, okay. which is um, Assassin's Creed Rogue, mm -hmm. which I did have on PS3, but I was like, well, I want to play it again. Okay. And Black Flag, which I have that on Xbox and PlayStation 4. Right. I have that game. I've had that game so many times. Um, so I, I have everything except for um, one and the Ezio collection, which I need to pick up. Mm -hmm. um, Origins, and I have every Assassin's Creed game, that except for awesome. the first one. Except for the first one, which they probably got done on uh, Game Pass, don't they? I don't know. Huh. But I'm hoping they remaster. Like, that would be the best one to go back and remaster. Because think if they yeah. had that one and they made that one more open world. Yeah. Like, Ooh. that would be so dope. Because you yeah. can make it so much better, but that's neither here nor there. Right. So, actually, now, that was one of the other things I liked, too. I liked Black Flag. Yeah. Black Flag, was, out of all the Assassin's Creed's, even the one for a syndicate, Black Flag was like top notch. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> so just to be able to go to go in a boat, cruise wherever you want to go to, go to different islands, yeah. big ones, small ones, having the naval battles and different things like that, customizing your ship. Uh, like you can customize like your uh, your weapons and different other things like that. Yep. Having your, your friends and other stuff work with you too. That I mean, all that's really dope. Even the uh, the I believe it's actually what was the other thing where you can actually uh, the multiplayer where you can actually run around you can actually hunt each other oh yeah yeah, multiplayer yeah. On no, I only did so. that twice right because I kept getting murked like yeah as soon like, as oh, I started nope. the game I got killed nope not playing this one nope nope, nope. <laughs> I got stabbed in the back just just prison shank done like, phone check homie <laughs> ah guard <laughs> so Jimmy <laughs> check this <laughs> Oh God! So yeah, so there, there's there's that. So um, what was the other game I liked? Uh, uh, let's see, Lord of the Rings. Um, 
uh, Shadow of Mordor. Never played it. I played it. I still have yet to finish it, though, because I'm still like halfway through it. Now, they're not because and you probably heard if you've actually been a long, long first time fan of the podcast, you probably heard me talk about this over the first few episodes. But I'm going to recap it just real quick. The the whole premise is you're actually uh, one of the one of the raiders. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, who actually uh, goes around hunting orcs and different things like that to try to take over the territory. It's very Assassin's Creed-ish, which is funny because there were some people who actually were a part of Assassin's Creed as far as the team development. They actually helped make this game. Oh, So, uh, I mean, even though it's a WB game, the Warner Brothers game, but still some of the teams from Assassin's Creed were actually uh, working on this one and have some of the elements. Like, you do have, like, you know, your, fal- your Falcon Graves, whatever, your Swan Dive. Mm-hmm. He actually does that, too, when you actually jump off of wow. certain ledges because they have tall towers that you, you can hear mark the off eagle? of. <laughs> actually, that they, would be crazy. Right. And the whole thing is that this dude is actually a part, uh, has a part of him that's actually an elf. That's actually a part of him, mm-hmm. and he's actually like talking to the elf. The elf will actually like come out and actually start talking to him and doing different stuff and help him with his superpowers and stuff like that. So the uh, if you actually go up and climb like regular buildings, if you keep scaling up on some of them, uh, some of them actually have like like spiritual extensions off of them. So if you go to the very top, because he's helping you with that, mm-hmm. you can actually like hit this like anvil with like an elfish elfish hammer, mm-hmm. and it actually starts claiming over that territory. So you can actually use that as a save point. Wow. And, and that's the same thing for Assassin's Creed when you actually have your towers that you can go up to yeah, when you yeah. sit on Eagle Perch and get the uh, the um, the lay of the land, it's the same principle in that. And of course, you, from there you can always dust, uh, stage dive off. Of course, you can go ahead and you can assassinate orcs. We can actually use the arrow and like do headshots. Mm-hmm. You can actually have you actually have like a broken sword, which actually is like shaped like a almost shaped like a dagger because like you have a full sword and you have like half of it cut. That's the half that he's actually using, like stab him in the neck and oh, do crap. That's what uh, that's what you do in uh, Odyssey. So you don't ah, have you yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. the hidden blades, right? Right. When you stab people, right? Because uh, I'm playing as Cassandra, right? Like that's what she uses to. That's dope, and I actually just started that. She gets so. people in their nuts too, though. Uh, Even uh, chicks. It's it's Greek, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no yeah. chicks had nuts. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Kick them in the nards. Kick them in the nards. <laughs> Wolfman doesn't have nards. Kick them in the nards. Wolfman's got nards. Wow, we are so old. If you don't know what that's from, that's, that's Monster Squad from the 80s. And it's like, that shows how old we are. Holy crap, dude. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, we're old fogies. So, so outside of that, I mean, it, it's really dope. The One of the elements that I really did like about it is that for the entire lay of the land, if you start going over in certain areas, uh, you could have there's orcs that actually control certain territories like like chief orcs and you have those like underlings that are like under them mm-hmm. so it's like a pyramid of all these different orcs that you have to go through now some of them are shaded off because you don't know who they are but if you go into a territory and you actually start running into them they'll do a cutscene and say this is the orc that runs the territory and of course they'll actually show up in your list and then of course you have to kind of find a way to kill them because each orc has special characteristics and certain weaknesses so you have to basically kill them. Now, here's the, kick, here's the kicker part. If you happen to kill this particular orc or any particular orc, their spot of power becomes vacant. So in that vacancy, it could stay vacant. But the only way it stays vacant is if you actually go to all of the other uh, territories around that area and mm-hmm. start killing all the other orcs and even the underlings, too. 
So, because wow. usually they travel in packs. So you have the chief organ, you have the other underlings underneath. Now, here's the thing. I've went into a situation where I actually killed one of the orcs, one of the chief orcs, right? Mm-hmm. And But one of the underlings got to me after I killed the chief orc. So what ended up happening is, is that they actually restart you. You still have all your gear and stuff. That's not really a problem. But as far as that position of power, that orc, that the killed lower you? orc that killed me is now in that chief spot. Oh, wow. And his so power you... level just jumped up and his uh, abilities increased too. Oh, wow. So now you got to go back and try and murk him? Yep. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the reason why I'm only went halfway through. I'm at a point where I actually eliminate almost all of the orcs, chief orcs, mm-hmm. and even the underlings. So there's a whole bunch of power gaps like throughout the whole land. Now, here's the thing. If I go into the game and one of those orcs beat me, like they actually kill me, a good majority of those power positions will get filled again by lower orcs. Yeah, so I mean it's brutal, but it's it's really dope. It's not like savage, like Super Meat Boy, or like where you <laughs> you just start literally all the way back over. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. So no, nah, I mean it's a great game, and I'm really, really, really pleased with it. Um, outside of that, do you have any other games? Oh yeah, dude. Um, so my these are just five, not necessarily the top games, mm-hmm. but uh, games I think that um, that really stood out to me i mean i could i can make a list of like 20 or 30 right but these are just five games i think that uh playing them i can play them again and again Mm -hmm. and again and again and i think that defines how good a game is there's some games right where you play it and you like i just gotta beat it just so i can be done with it right that you never want to revisit again you can just say you did it Right. Um, but I think these five games over the past 10 years really, uh, for me, did it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one was Mario Galaxy. Nice. I, you know, um, Galaxy was, uh, or was it two? Galaxy 2? I, I think it was 2. But we'll just say Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, great game. It was the end of the Wii's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galaxy 2, because that was at the end of the Wii's, or the Wii's life. Yeah. Um, but it's still a great game nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it exceeded its predecessor in every which way. Visuals were, were really great. Just a great game. Right. Great Mario game. Right. Um, th- this next one, if you never played Uncharted, uh, the first one <laughs> sucked. Um, yeah. But it was good enough where they made another one. Right. And the second one was really good. The third one, I think, was was the best one. I loved the fourth one. Right. It was great. But I think that they added a little too much to it. And um, it, it it wasn't as good as the third one. But to me, Uncharted 3, mm. one of the best games. Because they they up, they up did those set pieces, mm. the cinematic moments. Mm. It, it really was like playing a... Um, like a movie? Yes. Ooh. Yes. And that's what made Uncharted so great. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a really great game. Um, and this this game here, the next one, Hollow Knight, is what oh, really yeah. got me on indie games. Because huh. um, I I I I kind of missed out on the whole DS 3DS things. I'm not really into handhelds, right? Um, so I, I wasn't buying those indie games. And then like on Xbox and PlayStation, I'd hear about indie games. And I'm like, whatever. Right. But then I saw Hollow Knight, and I was like. Maybe I should take a step back and look at indie games. Mm-hmm. But Hollow Knight, just, it, it is. It looks dope. It is really dope. 
if you took Dark Souls and Zelda and Metroid Ooh. along with anime, that's that's Hollow Knight, and it is so it is it is so satisfyingly good. Um, it, it it's as frustrating as it is beautiful and fun to play because <laughs> there's nice. been times like I threw my controller. Uh, <laughs> that's dope. Uh, mm. And then the next two games. Honestly, and these aren't just, this is not definitive, but just for me, Defy, uh, all, like, they define, not Defy, Defy, define um, great gameplay. Mm-hmm. And I can play these two games over and over and over and over. And, and, and when I say which one is which, this is not, like, in, in the list of, like, best. This is just these two games. One is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay. Understandable. Oh my gosh. Breath of the Wild, I could sit and just leave it on and listen to the music and then listen to the sounds. They always and did a good job dude, with the music, it though. So, it's so great. Yeah. And like um, the way you can just climb anything and do anything in that game. Nice. And you can approach attacking enemies anyway. And then, like, you had to be mindful of your weapons because your weapons would break. Even the Master Sword would lose energy, and you had to time out, switch something else. True. So um, I, I really love how they did that game. It's so good. So great. And then next, the last one, if you have an Xbox 360, and you if you've never played Halo Reach, you're missing out. Halo Reach is the best Halo game. And nice. I think that was 343's, the, the, or no, not 343, uh, yeah, that's right. No, no, not. Th- uh, was it Bungie? Yeah, Bungie. That okay. was Bungie's last um, Halo game. Uh, before they changed it over? Yeah. Okay. Before they left and then started doing Destiny. But Halo Reach and Elijah and I, before uh, they went back home, we were playing it on Legendary. Yeah. And uh, on the Master Chief Collection. Okay. Um, so we were playing that on Legendary. And. I don't know how many times we've beat Halo Reach, mm-hmm. but we could not get past the fourth checkpoint. It took us like 25 minutes oh. to get past that fourth checkpoint on oh. the first level. Wow. Mind you, it's yeah. been a, it's been years it's, since right. we played it. But right. Right. I mean, it, so it's obviously a rusty. But yeah, still. but it was but it was fun. Like we yeah. weren't we weren't like this game sucks. It was like. We kept dying. It's like, all right, let's try this. Let's yeah. try this. We kept doing new strategies. Yeah. And then finally we got past it. And it was like, by that point, it was like, all right, I'm done playing. <laughs> right. We're going to eat and do something different. But though, the, but but yes, Halo Reach. is not only did I play that with Elijah. I also played that. No, the first time I played it was with my friend Steven. Right. Um, and uh, we we had, and the first time I played it was on Legendary, mind you. Right. Um, and As you do. Yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so that that was that. Right. Uh, but we we had so much fun playing. I think it was on his birthday, and we played that, like, the whole day. Yeah. Like, we went to the shooting range, shot, shot some rounds, um, and then went back to his house and played Halo Reach for, like, I don't know, six hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. But... I think we were high, so <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea how long it took. You're the worst, Tally. <laughs> so yes, I did that, and it was only for Steven's birthday. There you go. So, <laughs> without further ado, I guess we're going to bring our podcast to a close. Uh, thank you, everybody, for 
uh, join us here at Circle Brothers. We really do appreciate it. Make sure you give us some likes and comments and, uh, say, and also subscribe so that way you can actually be aware of what we're actually doing. Make sure you hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube so that way you can actually let it, we can actually let you know when we're actually putting up videos. Uh, we're still trying to hammer down a more consistent time frame as far as this year, but we'll give you some more information on that. We got a few other things we're trying to work out on the back end so we can be more consistent for you guys. Because, you know, when you're rocking with Circle Brothers, you're rocking with, with the best. best. You know this. So outside of that, uh, Eric, do you have anything you want to add before we close out? Oh, Star Wars. Oh, yes. Star Wars. I was joking. I wasn't high. <laughs> no, we're not. Actually. <laughs> we're, high, we're high on life. High on life, man. It was like one of the first ones I ever did. No, no, no. But seriously, okay. So you have not seen Star Wars. I have not as of yet. So okay. So you remember when I went on my epic rant? Yes, we we had a very lengthy discussion about that. So everything that I had a problem with, mm -hmm. he was right. Of course. Of course, of course, of course, of course. So here's one of the things I want to ask, too. Remember when I was telling you about my theory about how Palpatine was coming back and the theory of them fighting, like, Ray and uh, what's the name, fighting, and that has something to do with Palpatine, depending on where they're fighting at? Mm -hmm. Was that spot on or no? Would you say that again? Uh, I had a theory that, one of the ways that Palpatine was trying to come back, mm -hmm. he was calling out to Ray to, and um, Kylo Ren to get them to fight at wherever, wherever is at some type of centralized location, wherever they were fighting at. And I guess the evil energy, whatever energy was there from that fight, was actually feeding into Palpatine to help him to get resurrected. No. No. Okay, awesome. I'm curious. Uh, I can tell you about that. Okay, okay. So let me let me start by saying this. This is actually a, now a spoiler cast. So if you haven't seen the movie yet for Rise of Skywalker, bow out now. We'll see you later. Hit that notification button. You'll see our next video on Sucker Brothers. Thank you for watching. Also, with please us. like, share, and subscribe. Please like, share, and subscribe. Okay, go. All right. So this is, this is, this is, it starts off yeah. with him going, with Kylo Ren. Like, he, uh, he has the, this Wayfinder, which is kind of like a holocron. Okay. But it's it's a it's a map compass kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where he it's Palpatine left those to be found. Of and he finds it Just and then he's it. Right. Man, whoa, put it here. <laughs> and so and I'll get to that because yeah. there, there's a part where so he, Kylo Ren finds it and he, he ends up on, on that planet where Palpatine is. And then that's where in that commercial where he you hear all the different voices. Yeah. He said, I've been I've been all those different voices in your head, right? Hmm. So it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. Till you like walks into like where Palpatine is, mm -hmm. and then you see a vat of Snokes. A can of Snokes, basically. Are okay, are we saying Snokes as in plural or singular? Plural. Oh jeez. <laughs> Now you see why I started to have a problem with this movie. Hence the reason of why they were so easily easily killed. Like, oh, just he created Snoke. He had a he had a vat of Snokes, a vat okay, of so, Snokes. So who's creating the Snokes? Is it Palpatine? Palpatine, and Palpatine's still alive, or is he yes. dead, or is he's he just mostly, or is he like Futurama, where he's just a hit in the in a jar? It, it, more kind of like um, the Princess Bride, where the Man in Black.
where Max tells him that he's only mostly dead. <laughs> I was like, that, completely dead? Just mostly dead. That is, so he's, uh, he's like missing an eye or something like that. Uh, it's, it, uh, it's weird. Does he look like a melted Sunday? He's just like, mm. no, I did, it did that, that would have been better. But like, he's, he's really decrepit and like he, that he's on this machine. So he's never off of like this robotic thing, and right. he tells Kylo Ren that he needs, he needs to have, um, he needs to bring Ray to him, and then Kylo Ren's like, "Well, I don't want to do what you say." He's like, "Well, I can kill you, right?" Wow. Fine. Wow. Right. So that's a stupid <laughs> plot point right there. But this is where it gets. Bring Ray. I don't wanna. <laughs> you ain't gonna make me. I'll get my belt. <laughs> Pretty much, like he's mad at Kylo Ren basically because his grandfather threw him over the, over the thing. But yeah. anyway, what really makes this movie so bad is one, is the is the the traveling. So mm. this movie takes place within a matter of eight hours. Yes, yes, that that has yes. How? Yes. yes. That, I don't know, but that is this movie has to take place within like eight hours because there's because when the fleet when they show all those star destroyers come come up out of the water or ice or whatever the crap it was yeah um then there's the time has been set they're getting ready to launch and go destroy planets because not only can they can one star destroyer star destroyer can now destroy a planet it has the oh, power of okay the, the Death, Death star. star on one star destroyer. Yawn, lame, lame, okay. very lame. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so then you have that, and then you have this element where, um, then they show Ray training, and they're kind of jumping around stuff. But it, it, this is where it gets like really stupid. So she's getting trained. Mm -hmm. So when you see in that in the commercials where she's running around on the forest in the forest and stuff, mm -hmm. she, um, she's being trained. She's being trained by Leia, but okay, not really because but, yeah, leia yeah. was not a jedi and as far as we know she was never trained by luke oh they were saying that off books it was like yeah well in between movies it, 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 she happened to have some training and stuff she just didn't go away through with it now that part i read had a few video uh looks on see and i and i can get that right if if they put that in in like the, the movie in the force awakens right or something like that then that would have been okay it could have been just a one sentence like i had to stop so I could figure out what's going on with Kylo. Right. Or blah, blah, blah. blah, blah yeah. So, but they erased what happened in the books because in the books, it was Snoke that was after Kylo Ren since he was in the womb. But Snoke was a, was just a clone kind of like creature. Right. So he really wasn't, he had no bearing on the story. It was not him. It was always Palpatine. Okay. Do you see where this is going? Mm -hmm. So, anyways, Ray is training everything. She's training with Leia, blah blah blah. And they find they have to get this. The, they have to get the wayfinder or whatever. They find out that there's a mole in. This is where it gets good. So you see, you start with Finn and Poe, and they're on the Millennium Falcon with yeah. Chewie, and then you find out that uh, someone gets a message out about what the first order is doing right. and there's a mole within the first order mm -hmm. well then you find out that that mole is uh hux and um hmm. yeah okay. and so uh they 
shoot Hux. Finn shoots Hux in the shoulder, and then they figure out that Hux was the mole, which really didn't make sense. Oh, because they escape. Because right. he lets them leave. Right. But this is after the transmission. But because um, that, that part wasn't that bad, um, but the parts that were horrible. So after Ray and Kylo Ren have this fight, um, she he destroys the Kylo Ren destroys a wayfinder that they know about, mm. um, and the uh, and that's the only way they can get to the planet where um, where Palpatine is, and they can stop all the forces. She gets mad mm. and goes away. And uh, takes Kylo Ren's ship and goes back to Octu, and she's like, "I'm okay. done with everything. I don't okay. want to do this anymore." And she's getting ready to like uh, throw a lightsaber, her lightsaber, or whoever's lightsaber it is at that point, yeah. into the, into the fire. And then Luke comes out as a Force ghost and grabs it. See, and mm. another thing that doesn't make sense. So Force ghosts are now moving stuff. Yes, grabbing things and grabbing things. So, do you remember mm. in The Last Jedi when Rey and Kylo Ren kind of had, like, their Bondy thing going right. on where they could, like, sit and talk to each other? Yeah. And, like, weird. if they're in the same... Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> well, in this one, he they're talking to each other and, like, they go to this planet where they're having, like, this party or whatever. Their, their century party or ten-year party or whatever. It's right. this party that they're having. That's where they find this ship and that's where they're trying to find, like, where the Wayfinder is. <clears throat> Kylo Ren is talking to her and he sees that she has a necklace on and he grabs it off of her and takes it. Hmm. Now, mind you, they're not together. He's on his ship. She's on the planet. Right. But, but they're having a forced FaceTime. Yeah, right. And he snatches it off of her. Is like, find out where this is. <laughs> He's just starting to paint that picture, right? So then she... Jeez. So what really makes things worse is then they have, like, her and Kylo Ren have a fight. Mm, like, of course. Course, when they have the fight and, like, um, she almost kills him and then she, like, force kills him. Um, and then she throws his lightsaber into the ocean. So he doesn't have anything. Okay. anymore and then that's when you know she's having off having her moment he has his moment and that's when harrison ford comes back or han solo comes back and you know and it's from the dead well it's his, it's a vision oh, he's having vision. in his head right. so it's not him it's right, just right, a right. vision just in a vision. his head yeah. which that that was done i thought pretty well okay and like um because it mimicked what happened in the force awakens mm. where like harrison ford went to touch his face mm. and finally that moment Mm -hmm. worked and so like he was able to um to deal with stuff you know leia dies um and then like she says ben and that's what kind of brings him to the light side well also getting stabbed with the lightsaber will kind of change your mind too um so that happens (laughs) leia's whole like everything and mind you i really wish they just would have put it in the opening crawl that she died it would have been better okay. because yeah. the whole her dialogue was very. They didn't. The footage that they had was mm. extra footage from Force Awakens right. and the Last Jedi, right. and so they they use like everything that she said was very one liney, right. So there was never back and forth dialogue. Right. It was always it didn't seem real. It no, it didn't. Okay. Um, it was always like 
long disposition of people talking. Blah 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 blah. Leia, what do you think? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you were like on Rick and Morty, where uh, where like um, Jerry's in, the, where like yeah, where they yeah. captured, where uh, those one aliens captured Rick and Morty. They're trying to get Rick's yeah. uh, thing for for t- portal travel. Yeah, yeah. And then they actually they grab Jerry too. Yeah. And like um, and and Jerry's talking to his boss about the his pitch for apples. Yeah. And he's like, Yes, yes. It's like that. Very uh. one liney. And it's just as cringy, actually. Right. And so I'm Troy McClure, so just. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or have you ever seen someone like just stitch together like yes. someone like t- bad? Editing. Oh gosh, it is that bad. In my opinion, it right. is that bad. See. But what makes this movie so horrible hmm. is this plot. The the plot device with with Palpatine. Yeah, he. Needs Ray so when when Ray finally goes there to face him because mm. that's what she has to do. Mm-hmm. Um, she Palpatine tells her, um, "I need you to kill me, so you can become powerful and sit on this throne." And she's like, "No." So this is his plan is because right, th- yeah, Palpatine is her grandfather. In a sense, yeah. No, no. Like, literally. Literally. Her grandfather. Not clone or? No. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So, when when her parents dropped her off on Jakku, mm-hmm. they didn't want him to find her, basically. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. We don't want your grandpa finding you, but it's like, hold up. Where did y'all go? Don't worry about that. Here. Stay here. Right, <laughs> play with the dirt. Right, <laughs> so, so he, he's her, he's her grandfather, and she, she doesn't want to kill him. So now he's mad at her for not, for her not wanting to kill him. Right, and now he wants to kill her. And so that's when um, Ben shows up. Mm. It's not Kylo anymore. He's, he's just Ben. He's just Ben. And um, <laughs> just Ben. Then, then you get to finally see the Knights of Ren in action. You kind of got to see them a little mm. bit. Okay. But you finally got to see them in action. And mind you, he's fighting them without a lightsaber. But when, oh, I forgot to mention this. So in Octu, Luke had Leia's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And of course, <laughs> as he does. So she takes both Luke and Leia's lightsaber with her mm-hmm. to go fight Snoke. And then um, when she realizes that Ben is there, that's when he's getting beat up by the Knights of Ren. And then she pulls out the lightsaber and kind of, you see her arm move. Mm-hmm. And then you see, then they cut to Kylo Ren or Ben with his hand behind his back mm-hmm. and he catches Leia's lightsaber. Oh, so then, we, yes, we, then he's killing the Knights of Ren. So yeah. they are a horrible plot device. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so then that's when, like, uh, her and Ben go to face yeah. the Emperor, or Palpatine, and he force pushes Ben off of, like, because there's obvious, always a cliff right. or something. And so he force pushes him off the side of the edge of this, whatever mm. you think it's a bottomless chasm or I don't know what, but he's, he's down there. And so then, uh, Ray and her grandfather have this dialogue, which is really lame. And, um, that's when, uh, 
they fight and um he uses force lightning she has both lightsabers mm. and she's deflecting right. the force the lightning, lightning back at him and he doesn't stop shooting the lightning that's all he got <laughs> he just shoot what I mean, he got. could have been like you know if i'm sitting here drinking yeah don't drink it oh okay <laughs> you shouldn't drink that that's bad i know he's old so he's like ah! yes basically <laughs> or it's his o face where you can't stop convulsing <laughs> stop and that's basically what and then it uh, melts him she beats him and then she dies ben calls back up force heals her they kiss. So everybody's forced. And then he dies. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not lying to you. Oh. And then he dies. <laughs> then, he, then he disappears. Because he, he's now a part of the force now? Maybe? Maybe he's a part of the I force? I don't know, because he just disappeared. Like, he didn't uh, die. He just, uh, he just... Well, Obi-Wan disappeared, too, so... Obi-Wan had been using the force for, like... Oh, who, they're, it's obvious they're playing loose with. It. I mean, he's he's force healing. Oh, Ray shoots lightning out of her fingers and destroys the ship. Where was the lightning before? Never mind. See, it's it's these kind of elements. This is why I hated that movie because normally I can tell you why something happened. I cannot explain why she did it. Unless she saw only Palpatine, because she's like, oh, I could do that. Only because, only yeah, well, no, <laughs> it was before the whole Palpatine thing. But it, it, but it's just like they take this fast and loose with with Star Wars, and that's why mm. I couldn't stand it. I mean, honestly, because right. because of that, and like you took something that was Star Wars, mm. and or, or or here's here's another thing that made me so angry. Mm. You know, you had Lando Calrissian in it. Cool. Okay. Then, then Naomi Aki's character, because I didn't want to spoil it in my review. Right, right. Lando's daughter. Huh? Yeah. But she was a stormtrooper. Okay. Along with all those people who were riding horses on top of that Star Destroyer. Yes, from the commercials. Oh. Uh, yes. Okay. Still, I'm like, and yeah, it, we're just going to drop this here. Maybe we'll pick it up later. Maybe not. And I'm like, ugh, my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so she's so her and Finn are talking because when she when he says who he is, mm. she's like, oh, I know who Evan to whatever his name is. Like I, I've heard of I've mm. heard of that name. Right. So I guess she knew who Finn was, and that makes sense because he was a known stormtrooper because of right. his scores and all that stuff that he'd done, and and so all when he stopped, like in the Force Awakens, and didn't want to go through with killing people. Right. Um, that's the same thing that her and I think her whole platoon, her squad, mm. whatever, how many people were with her. Right. Doesn't really matter because none of them had names. Right. And none of them even really spoke. Right. And so, um, but they all deserted using, doing the same thing. Right. And then they kind of don't address the whole thing with Ray. I mean, with Finn being force sensitive, kind of hinted at it. And there's mm. this thing where Finn says he needs to talk to Ray and tell her something. And we are thinking, like, oh, yeah, we already know he loves her. Right. Because he gave Rose Tico, like, zero Fs in that move, in this movie. Like, 
I think he had something he had to say to her, and it was basically like, bye, Felicia. Ah! Seriously, like, is, is that equivalent of it? Ooh, I gotta go. Look at the space time. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, see that? I gotta go. Ooh, right. I gotta go train. <laughs> when you gonna come back? I don't know. I think I left a cake in the <laughs> oven? Lasagna? I don't know. But, so... Th- and he wants to, he wanted to tell her he was force sensitive. I guess J.J. Abrams afterwards said it. But then, like after the battle that they had with all the star destroyers, mm-hmm. and then um, they're back on whatever planet they were on, and they're they're uh, celebrating their victory. Yeah. Um, and then she, Naomi Aki's talking to uh, to Lando Calrissian, mm-hmm. and um, and she's saying like, "Well, I never got to know my parents." And um, and he's like, oh well, I mean, it's a big galaxy. I mean, I can, I can have a lot of kids. Colt forty five works every time, girl. And like, I have no idea what happened. And so, <laughs> you know, they're having that thing, and they it's 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 implied mm. that you know there could be a relationship between them, father and daughter. Sure enough, the only three black people in Star Wars, two of them niggas is related. Come on. Yeah. And I promise I would not say the N-word on here, but oh God, it just makes me so angry. Like uh, yeah. of all the black people in Star Wars, yeah. you got three. Two of them are related. Why not make Finn related to all of them? Hey. Why not? I know. There's more movies coming out. Who knows? You like he this? didn't kiss Naomi Aki. Luke kissed his sister, so Ew. <laughs> Yeah, they're trying to ignore that. So <laughs> we all watched uh, Jon Snow make it with his his aunt. Yeah, well, even the dragon was like, "Ew." <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, so that that that's why I had and and the biggest problem that I have with it is you have this movie and the other the other three movies. Yeah, and I I, I promise you, I'm gonna make a video about like my feelings on it because uh, I have like a whole. I don't know, 20 paragraphs on that stuff. Yeah. Um, but you have that movie, you have those movies, and then we see uh, The Mandalorian. And you wonder, how can the same company make these movies that are horrible, mm-hmm. but have this TV show that does everything better yeah. in these movies? Yeah. And it's just like, and I know a lot of it has to do with who's making it, mm-hmm. mind you. I mean, you have John Favreau. Exactly. Well, that's, well, because John Favreau came from Marvel with right. Kevin Feige. Right. So he knows how to. So he has a centralized vision for something. He said, and work with Dave Filoni and said, this is what I want to do. Dave, can you help me? Right. And Dave's like, yes. What do you want to do? He was like, I want to do the show and I want to do these elements. And Dave Filoni, who is well versed in in all of Star Wars, mm. understands. It's like, yeah, let's do this. So they had a vision, and it worked. Yeah, I mean, you've seen the last episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I didn't want to spoil anything. No, no, no. So when 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 um, when Moff Gideon came out of that uh, out of that uh, Tie Fighter, yeah. with and oh my gosh, when it like, yeah. Had you ever seen a Tie Fighter fold its freaking wings? That dude? was dope. That was so dope. All right. So when he did that. And cut out of the hole. And the minute I saw the tip, I'm like, no, no. And it's the dark saber. I'm like, oh my gosh. Of course, I was home alone and I probably said, 
a whole bunch of curse words, like <laughs> a thousand times, which I probably did, but just because I was like so excited. Right, right. Because, right. I mean, it's the Dark Saber. We've never seen it live action. Right. So we've only seen uh, pre-Visla pre hold it, mm. uh, Darth Maul uh, hold it, mm. and uh, Sabine Wren. Mm -hmm. and, and Kanan Jarrus because he was kind of training her how to do stuff. Right. So when we seen those, and then uh, after Sabine, I forget what the name of the lady was. It was her aunt from her from her clan that took over. But we've only seen it animated. Right. But now we get to see a live version. Live version of it. Of it. That's and dope. and it, and and for him to be holding it means that either he knows about what happened on Mandalore, which I'm a pretty. I think that's how Mando said he knew who he was, or he's a Mandalorian. Ooh, interesting. Because there were Mandalorians who defected to the Empire. Oh, see, that's something nobody talked about. No, because you remember everyone on Death Watch mm -hmm. worked with, well, yeah, kind of with that. And if you remember, you might have to go back and watch it, mm -hmm. but I think it was on the last episode or second one where they showed uh, one of the Mandalorians getting uh, uh, Din Djarin out of the, that cellar thing. Mm -hmm. If you look at his uh, armband, mm. it's Death Watch. So, mm. all right. So that 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 to me that's Star Wars. That yeah. But this this movie, yeah, they just need to wash their hands with it and get somebody new on, at the helm that knows what they're doing. Which I don't know if they actually will or won't. I don't know. I guess she calls herself she's a Skywalker now. Who? Oh God! Yeah, the end of that movie. Yeah. Okay, so that, now that part I heard about, I'm like, mm. so so she does go back to uh, Tatooine, mm -hmm. and she goes to um, their home, Luke's home, mm -hmm. and um, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's farm, or, or the Lars farm. Yeah, and she buries. Both Luke and Leia's lightsaber, and yeah, this lady comes up to her and says, "What are you doing here? No mm. one, no one's been here for a long time." Right. Can't you see it's buried in sand? Mm. In other words, it's hood. Right. Pretty much. She's like, "Who are you?" She's like, "I'm Ray." <laughs> Ray, and then looks over, and that's when she sees. And this made me so angry. She sees Luke and Leia. No Anakin, which that's where he's from. That's his home planet. This is all the reason why Star Wars started. And she just sees those two. Mm. And she's like, Skywalker? Yeah, Ray Skywalker. And that's it. And when that was over, I looked oh my at my gosh. brother and I said, this was garbage. And I think everyone in the theater kind of was like, because no one talked. Yep. <laughs> no one said a word. No one said a word. Like, even, you know how, like, after a movie is, like, real good, you're like, oh, man, I can't wait for this, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Silence. Other than me saying this was garbage. And no one no one said, what? Of course, no one pumped their fists. It's like, he's right. right. No, it was just like. Like, Wow. This is it. <laughs> and when I got home, you know, it yeah. was late, late at night. Chrissy was like, so what'd you think? I was like, I hated it. She was like, ha, ha you're joking. I was like, no, it was garbage. She was like, what? 
And I was like, do you want me to tell you how horrible it was? She was like, no, 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 no. I got to go to bed. I got to go to bed. No, wait, why didn't you like it? Because she, you know, that curiosity. It's just like, I just, I I didn't like it. Wow. Jeez. So that was the short and long version of why the Rise of Skywalker was a. Oh, no, that doesn't even. Yeah. That's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. It's a. Watch it at your own peril. I'll just put it like that. I'm not going to say anything more about it, but you guys have been rocking with us for long enough, so we're going to go ahead and cut you guys loose. Again, we thank you guys for rocking with us at Circle Brothers because you know when you're rocking with Circle Brothers, you're rocking with the best. You know this already. And again, we just thank you. Make sure you give us your likes, your comments, your subscribes. Again, hit that notification bell so that way you can get a hold of us on YouTube so that way when we put up videos, you're actually made aware of it. And again, my name is RJ. This is Eric. Thank you guys for rocking with us, Circle Brothers. We will holler at you guys later. Peace. Peace.